Oh yeah, the take it. Easy. What is going on, everybody? It's been a little bit. Uh, mostly my fault because I've actually been on vacation. This is actually my last day, technically, of a two-week vacation. So I've kind of been MIA a little bit. But Eric and I are back. This is the Take It Easy Sports Show, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network, and I'm very excited to once again be uh, be in your ears, whether you like it or not. I mean, you you clicked on it, so it's your choice at this point. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, Eric, it's been a while since I've talked to you, man. Also, um, you know, how have things been? How you doing? Um, yeah, like I said, I've just I've kind of been off the off the radar a little bit. I've tried to use my vacation time to benefit me and that is to relax and not really think about a lot of work related stuff. Yeah. So the last few weeks have been kind of weird um, in Flagstaff. So I think the last time we were talking, we were having the flood, the, uh, the fires and everything in Flagstaff. Yep. Um, now the last couple of weeks we had some floods. And so it was kind of the exact opposite, like so much fire and then water. So it's, okay. We just need earth and wind, and we'll have yeah. all four of the seasons and the elements yeah. and um, all the airbender or all the, yeah, all the, not, right. the not the airbenders, but all the uh, just the benders in general. Yep, that's right. And then <laughs> uh, Ang can come help us. Yep. <laughs> um, no, but it's been crazy. We had so I'm lucky. My place never got really that affected. Um, yeah. But it was. I mean, it was pretty crazy rain for a while and everything and. So, I mean, I'm just glad it's relatively back to normal. I think there will be more water in the future, but hopefully it's nothing too crazy. Yeah, I just walked outside before we actually started recording this, and I'm in Chandler, of course, so I'm in the valley, but uh, it started sprinkling a little bit. So, and I know I just saw something that said that later on this week, uh, they're expecting us to have like better storm chances here in the valley. So, uh, definitely not a time to get your car washed uh, for yeah, those no that kidding. were planning on it. Um, but yeah, that's good. I mean, I, I saw some of the video from Flagstaff of the flooding and I mean, it, it was kind of funny because people always joke about like Priuses and stuff, but literally the Prius got swept away. Yeah, it was like, it was kind of funny actually. But I mean, at the same time, obviously a, a scary and dangerous situation. So, um, obviously hope for the best for everyone that was affected. And yeah, that's right. That, um, good to have rainfall, but not good when it turns into something like that. So, yeah. um, yeah, you know, I, like I said, I've been on vacation uh, last two weeks from the Tribune. Um, it's the first time I took a vacation since like 2019. Now, obviously, 2020 was weird. I was working from home. I still am, but I didn't feel right taking a vacation because I've been working from home. Uh, but now that that's been over a year and a half since I started doing that, I was like, nah, I'm taking a vacation. So um, the first week didn't really do much, to be honest. Um, I kind of stayed home just relaxed here um uh, i had a the football team i played for we we've played one more game we played in the state championship so we played a a team from a a different league we won that game it was actually dominated that one right uh it was 22 to nothing it wasn't like the game was weird so first things first we hadn't played in a month um even our practices we had two practices leading up to the game we didn't even put on pads because Either people were already out of town or we just didn't want to hurt each other because it's been so long. Um, doesn't really make a lot of sense, but we just didn't put on pads for some reason. So we hadn't actually hit anybody for a month since the championship game in our league season. Um, and then we got to the actual game and it was a hundred and like 15 or 16 degrees. And so we're like, we go out for warmups first and then go back in the locker room and we're already drenched in sweat wow then so the game starts at seven this is last saturday i think it was july 10th we played it so we go back in the locker room get fully dressed out come back out start the game 115 degrees the clouds are forming the wind is picking up lightning in the distance three minutes into the second or i'm sorry not three minutes in three minutes left in the second quarter they paused the game because the storm was rolling in and it was a monster storm rain coming down sideways lightning thunder everywhere i'm pretty sure it started hailing like at one point like it was that crazy that's why uh, we and we played at cortez so we're like right in the heart of phoenix basically yeah um so we're sitting in the locker room and all of a sudden 
the locker room gets so humid and hot that we're just drenched again in sweat. So we all kind of like have to go outside to like cool off a little bit because at this point it's like 70 something degrees, right? But when we go back out finally after 45 minutes, we like, I mean, it was, it was such a weird game because we weren't, we, we only had, I think, three offensive possessions in the first half. And one of those was when it got paused. So we never truly were able to get a rhythm going. And we only, I think it was like eight nothing at the end of the third quarter. Our halftime was a minute because of the delay. So we literally came off the field for a minute and went right back on for half for the second half. That's so wild. it was just, it was all out of sync. It was such a weird game. And we couldn't really find a rhythm until finally in the fourth quarter, we kind of like, we're like, okay. Like our defense was playing well the entire time. Our offense of struggled. Um, but I mean, yeah, we finally found a little bit of a rhythm, ended up scoring two more times, 22 to nothing, almost scored again uh, with our backup quarterback. Um, but I don't know. It was, it, it, I wasn't, so I played obviously the entire game. Uh, I actually was at, I started out at guard and then they moved me over to right tackle because our right tackle that was playing now, granted in the regular season, we had like 10 offensive linemen. So we literally had like two starters, like, or two, uh, two basically starting units and all of us could go play anywhere in the, on any team and start. Right. So sure. we had like 10 offensive starters basically on the offensive line. Three of them were out of, were out of town. Two of them, or no, two of them were out of town. Two of them got hurt. One of them came into the game hurt and couldn't finish the game. So we took one of our defensive linemen who actually was not even really playing. Like He dressed out to be safe, but he was actually coaching because he took over for the for our coach who passed away, right? Because our, our head coach who passed away, our owner of the team, he actually ran the defense. So he took over for him, didn't play any defense, wasn't playing any offense, came in to play guard and they moved me over to tackle and then so i mean that's kind of how we had to finish the game it was just bizarre it was weird um but i had to to win by three scores though was pretty impressive yeah and like in all honesty though like it should have been and i i don't mean to sound like cocky when i say this but our quarterback threw two interceptions in the red zone when we were driving the ball down their throats so that game easily could have been like 35 nothing sure and it should have been honestly um, but we put our backup quarterback in, in the fourth quarter games, obviously out of reach for them. We already know we won, uh, put our backup quarterback in, put a couple backup skill positions in. Obviously we had to keep the offensive line out there because we didn't have anybody else to go out there really. Um, and then, you know, I'm going to credit myself here because I've been, you know, losing weight and stuff. I swear to God, Eric, my girdle, which is obviously underneath my pants that go on, you know, the outer layer or whatever. Yeah. It started falling on our last drive it ended up like literally like at my knees. I could not move. So I had to come out for two plays. And then the guy who really hasn't played all year because he's had work and stuff, he came just to like, you know, honor our coach. He had to go in at, at for the offense or on offense for us. And unfortunately, he just didn't really know the plays. So he didn't really know blocking assignments. So I think that kind of hurt us a little bit. Um, but I mean, he played defensive line. And he balled out that game. But um, you know, you put someone in, a, in an unfamiliar position, it's kind of hard. But, right. um, you know, our backup quarterback was so close to scoring. We we drove all the way down from, like, the 10 to, I think we were at, like, the 15. And we only hit, we got the ball back with a minute 40. And we drove it all the way down there in that amount of time. And then I was able to come back in for, like, the last, like, two plays. But I think he the ball was, like, tipped and, you know, whatever. But anyway. Sure. Um so yeah, I mean, it was it was fun though. I mean, it was it was nice to obviously get the win for our coach who passed away, and um, you know it was emotional, obviously. So uh, that was my first week of vacation. Second week, I was going to go to California, but my buddy is a pilot. He's training to be a captain, so I don't exactly know what he is technically. He's a pilot, but he doesn't sit in like the captain seat. So he's in training right now in Salt Lake City for that. But he also is from California. So he has a house there. Or his family has a house there, all that. He had a break, like a three-day break. And he was going to go back to California. And my buddy and I were going to go meet him there and just go with California for a couple of days and whatever, right? But he literally had to study the entire time. So we're like, never mind. It's not even worth spending the money to go get a hotel and stuff. So sure. Um, yeah, I just kind of hung out at home and went to Tortilla Flat, went you know, a couple other places just kind of like around the valley, kind of getting out of 
the immediate area. I mean, it was it was fun. I mean, honestly, it was just more relaxing, which is what I wanted. So um, that's my vacation rundown, whether everyone wanted to hear it or not. But <laughs> so uh, it was good, though. I'm ready to get back to work. I'm ready to, um, you know, hit the ground running again. We are get this, Eric. Now, this isn't just the start of football. The start of all fall sports, 38 days away. Isn't that crazy? From the first game? From the first game for fall sports. I think That's it's, crazy. Uh, I think it's golf on the 24th and also badminton starts up on the 24th. Wow. Yeah. So kind of crazy to think that time has gone by that fast, right? Yeah, it's weird. I uh, I felt like we were just in seven season and, right. and all that stuff. Right, I know. So, um. Any teams that might be listening to this, send me your your schedule and what you guys are doing. I know official practices like don't start until like August, but I know some teams are going to be. I mean, geez, I think Eric, if I'm not mistaken, some I think Chandler starts school this week. Chandler District, I think they start in like the 19th. Yeah, that sounds right. So that's crazy, man. It's bizarre how fast time has gone by, and you know, just all all at the same time, also very exciting. Yeah, I uh, so speaking of, of fall sports, I was talking about the flooding and everything, and one of the really cool things I got to see was uh, so the both Coconino and Flagstaff High School they had to cancel their practices because of flooding um, for for football, but they took the time to go and a big thing here in Flagstaff is. Um, when it floods, they fill these sandbags, these just giant bags of sand and rocks and whatever that kind of help houses from being flooded. Um, and so both of the teams, independent of each other, did the same thing. They went to uh, filling sites and just filled up hundreds of bags of sand and everything and um, loaded them in people's cars and helped, really helped save a few people's houses and businesses and everything, which wow. was really cool to see. That is really cool. You, yeah, I love, so, I love when when team like when players do that, especially like hats off to the coaching staff because that's obviously them, in in some ways teaching them how important it is to still, you know, while you're playing football and obviously in Flagstaff it's a big deal because there's not very many schools up there. Yeah. So I'm sure you know most of the community in a non-COVID year, um, you know, shows up to those games and supports their favorite you know whether it's flagstaff or coconino football program whatever um but it's important that you know those coaches explain and teach that while that community supports you you also have to support that community as well yeah so i think it's a really cool thing that you know and hats off to those coaches up there that that got them to do that or maybe it was like just the kids ideas which and, and you know still hats off to them for doing it as well yeah it was kind of a combination and it, i mean it's when you're talking about just hundreds of bags of heavy sand and everything, there's no one better than a football team to right. take care of that kind of stuff. That's true. That is very true. Um, well, I'm glad to know that obviously that you're, you're safe and ever, hopefully everyone else is safe up there as well. Um, you know, a couple of people who aren't safe right now are the Phoenix suns, Eric. It's tough what? now, man. What happened? It's uh I think this is the best I've uh, that Bucks team has played, um, and they're just they're doing well at the right time. And it's it's simple and it's not fun analysis by me, but it's they're just playing so well. Like the the Suns defense was actually pretty good yesterday. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they just uh, Milwaukee could not miss, especially in that second and third quarter. Um, it was just you know they were taking the kind of shots you want as a defense. But they were just making them, and they, it it comes down to being a, a make or miss game, and the Suns weren't making as many shots as the Bucks were. I mean, especially that. Just I mean, there was at one point where I literally, I think I even looked on Twitter, and people said the same thing. I didn't know if the Bucks were ever going to miss another shot. Yeah, I mean, they were literally and Chris Middleton, and we we talked about this on Twitter a little bit. I agree with you. I think he deserves Finals MVP if they win. Because he has been incredible. Yeah, he has. I feel like every single time I, I watch him, he just doesn't miss a shot. And it's insane. I mean, it, I don't. And it, it sucks because obviously we want the Suns to win. I think it'd be very cool to see them win their first ever championship. But backs against the wall, it's kind of one of those things where, like, how do they respond? They've never had to deal with a situation like this. 
And what's wild so, is really the Bucks haven't either. Like they, they yeah. haven't won a championship in like fifty years. So yeah, it's seventy four. Like the same. What's that? Yeah, I think it's like seventy four, right? Something, something like that. Yeah, something, something really. You know, most of the people that are watching weren't alive back then. Yeah, none of the players were. Um, no, you had guys like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Oscar Robertson. Like those yeah. are those are some names of the guys that were were on that team, and it was a young Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like think yeah. of that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's good for them. Good for Milwaukee, obviously, if they do win it. Um, obviously, I want the Suns to win. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but but um, in terms of in terms of teams to lose to, I don't hate the Milwaukee Bucks, and I don't think no. I will even if the the Suns lose to them. It's just like you know they just happen to be against them in this series. Um, yeah, and I mean you know in years past, I always found myself actually cheering for Milwaukee because the Suns weren't in it because I just it was one of those things where it's like wow Milwaukee like. Yeah, you never hear that name. It's always the L.A.s and the New Yorks and the, you know, Boston and you know, obviously when when LeBron and Chris Bosh teamed up with Dean, with uh, Dwayne Wade, obviously Miami Heat were in there. Um, so I mean, it's always like those large market teams. It's nice to see you know Milwaukee in there. It's nice to see Phoenix in there, even though Phoenix is a pretty big market, I believe. But still, I mean. For the sake of this point, if the Phoenix, you know, if the Suns weren't in it, I'd be rooting for Milwaukee all day long. Yeah, um, I remember. I think I've told you this, maybe even on the podcast. But I used to go when I was at Marquette. I would go to I would go to a few Milwaukee Bucks games, mm-hmm. and I remember the seats were so empty, and it was just such bad basketball for years and years and yeah. years. Um, I remember I saw the the Bucks play against. Um, and it was it was Brandon Jennings trying to lead the way against the Miami Heat with LeBron and D Wade and all those guys. And it was just like these guys have no chance. You could just see this giant disparity in the league between yeah. the Bucks and really everybody else. Um, yeah. And so I'm I'm happy for them to have success. Now I want the Suns to to win a couple more games and um, you know get the title. But it's exciting to see that the Bucks are in this position too. And, you know, one thing I want to touch on, Devin Booker, the last two games, obviously two losses, 42 points and 40 points. You can't lose games when your superstar scores 40 points. No, no, you can't. Like that, I, I just, I, first off, how do you lose games like that? Um, my answer is, and Chili won't like this, uh, his point god has not been playing very well. Um, I don't know if he's injured. I know he had that hand issue. I don't know. I really don't know what it is, but I mean, five turnovers and ten points in in game four. I mean, he he literally lost us that game. Yeah, game five, you can argue maybe Booker, just because he kind of. I feel like he got a little greedy when he tried to go into the lane on PJ Tucker, and then obviously Drew Holiday was right there just to you know take the ball away. Um, I think he should have just pulled up from the free throw line and just took the shot and see what happens. I think I'd rather have lost on the missed shot from Booker like that than obviously than Drew Holiday. Yeah, I mean, but Drew was great though. I mean, he he played really well that game too. Yeah, he was. He um, was incredible. And the thing but, is, I Chris mean, Paul in that game wasn't bad. He just wasn't no. Chris Paul good. Yeah, I mean, he only had I think what like one turnover. Yeah, he only had one turnover. Twenty one points, not bad. Eleven assists. He got a double double. Yeah, um, like if you if you see that from anybody else, you're like that's a pretty good game. But it's just we yeah. brought him in in Phoenix specifically for, you know, moments like this. And he didn't, I don't know, he didn't live up completely to what people expected from him. But his, his plus and minus <clears throat> last three games which has not been good, though. No, it hasn't. Yesterday was negative six. And the last two games, game three and four, negative 13 in game three and negative 10 in game four. I thought it would have been more in game four, honestly. But, um, I mean, it's just the plus and minus factor has not been good. And then you compare that. I mean, Devin Booker obviously didn't have a very good game in game three, only had 10 points in Milwaukee, but I mean, plus 12 last night, he got zero for game four, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's tough because man, like Chris Paul, if he's on fire, like think about it. He hasn't had his best games. Deandre Aiden hasn't had his best games. We've seen both of them play much better than they are this series. Just think if they were playing like they were against the Nuggets 
or even like if we had the Chris Paul when they eliminated the Clippers, the Suns win this series, I think, at least four games to two. Because I mean, yeah, that, I that, think... that, those two, if DA and Chris Paul had the same type of games they were having in, you know, the last couple series. Now, granted, people are going to say, oh, well, you know, Kawhi was out and blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that. Injuries happen. It's part of the game. But I think the Suns would be in much better position, obviously. If And, I mean, I know that's a, obviously a very, you know, stupid and easy ana- analysis from me. But, I mean, think about it. Just how good were the Suns? I mean, we thought they were invincible when they were playing Denver. And we thought, yeah. oh, this team was going to cruise. And they kind of did cruise to the championship in reality. And, you know, in the first two games, I wouldn't say they cruised past Milwaukee, but they played like we were used to them playing. And then all of a sudden, it just all fell apart. I don't know what's going on. I think part of it is that you have to give the credit to Drew Holiday um, for, yeah. for some of the, the struggles of Phoenix's guards. He has been playing lights out, especially defensively. Um, he has. Yeah. He made that, that incredible steal to end the game in Game 5, um, but just really lights out defense. Um, and just he has been on fire, and he was such a big asset to them this whole year, and people were thinking that that was going to put them over the hump. Um, yeah. And it really has it seemed to do so. So I've been really impressed with the way Drew Holiday's played. Yeah, I have it too. Um, and obviously, like I said, Chris Middleton has also been incredible. Um, I mean, that, I mean that's that's their big three, and their big three have been delivering lately. That's and ours thing. just unfortunately they haven't. Um, you know, and I don't know. I kind of I mentioned it on Twitter last night. You know, after the game, and uh, you know, the only I guess. I don't want to say good point or whatever, but I guess the hope I have is the Suns in game sixes so far throughout this postseason have been pretty good. Now, granted, as a uh, as one of the five Clipper fans in the world pointed out to me on Twitter, um, they did it against a, an L.A. team without LeBron. Or I'm sorry, without Anthony Davis and LeBron kind of hurt, whatever. They did it against the Clippers, obviously, without Kawhi. They swept the Nuggets. So that one doesn't even make a difference. But is there some more Game 6 magic from this Phoenix Suns team? I don't think it's over. Um, it, yeah. They might not win, but I think they're going to come out and give them a game. Yeah. I have okay. a hard time believing they're just going to go away. I mean, even when it In looked fold, like things yeah. were um, – even when it looked like things were bad and the Bucks were going to dominate, the Phoenix Suns had a chance with less than a minute left to, to take a lead. So yeah. – They've shown they can come back. I think game six is going to be really tough. They're going to have to play really, really well to win in Milwaukee. Um, that, 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 that arena is, is going to be on fire. Yeah, that city is just outright nuts for the Bucks right now. But yeah. I think the Suns, uh, you have to think they have a chance. Yeah. Um, chances that we see a Chris Paul basically career performance in the playoffs in, in game six. That's a tough one. He, I have a feeling that there's some sort of pain and everything that's kind of been masked. Yeah. Um, I think that's might be part of his struggles. It's hard to know, you know, they keep these injury things so tight in the NBA right now um, in all yeah. sports, really. Like we just saw the thing where Tom Brady apparently had a toward MCL the whole season. Um, and we just hear it now, but I think that he's going to, if they're going to win, he has to, he has to play a dominant game. The way Tom Brady runs, you would think he always has some sort of tornado yeah. in his knee. Like he just I saw the comparison one time. He runs like a like a middle school like science teacher. Yeah. No offense to any middle school science teachers out there. But I think it's just one of those like you know, just the the I don't know. Basically he runs like he's not very athletic. Yes. So um which is ironic because he's obviously one of the best, if not the best quarterbacks of all time. Um, the thing is athleticism has such a uh, has so many different parts to it. When we think yeah. of who the best quote unquote athletes are, it's the people who run fast and jump high. But yeah. so much of athleticism, like yeah, he's not a fast runner. He probably can't jump very high. He's not very explosive. But yeah, I mean his athleticism and is in his arm and his core strength and everything like that. That's true. Um, really quick, Eric, what's your prediction? Game six. <sighs> you know I'm terrible at making predictions. I know. Um, I don't know. 
I didn't know you were going to ask me this. I think that I think the Suns make it close, but I think the Bucks finish it off. Okay. What about you? I think I think Chris Paul has a better game. I think DeAndre Ayton shows up a little bit more and has a little bit better I guess agility when it comes to guarding Giannis. And I think Dev I think we need to see another forty point game from Devin Booker. I think the Suns squeak by and force a game seven. I would dig that. It'd be I mean, this playoff run has been so much fun and this series has been really wild. So getting to a game seven would be really fun. I think if the Suns get to game seven here in the valley, even if they lose, I think everyone will be extremely appreciative and happy of the way that they finished this this season. Well, game sevens overwhelmingly favor the home team. It's like some crazy I percentage. I know. But you would, I mean, I saw tweets from like Mark McClune. He said that when, you know, during that Devin Booker dunk on Giannis, that got that obviously was not even counted because there was a foul early on down the floor. I guess the stadium or the arena reached 112 decibels. That is deafening. Yeah. You couldn't <laughs> like hear that, the whistle on TV. That is crazy so i mean just i think if they can force game seven i think phoenix fans show up and show out even more than that which i know is hard to do um i think we see more hundred dollar bills being counted i think we see let's talk about this i think we see more bad maybe hair pieces or just bad hair dudes in in general like you you have to admit that that guy that was not his real hair i think it was his real hair i just think it was very bad there was no way that was real hair you know who that kind of looked like, by the way? Who? It looked like uh, Sal from Impractical Jokers if he like, died his yeah. hair. Yeah. Did you see that too? I didn't see a meme or anything on Twitter, but I no, 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 no. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Sorry, did you like see that in his like facial features? Because no, I, I didn't recognize that then, but now that you say it, I kind of oh keep. yeah. And I know Espo said, uh, <laughs> I think he said something like Guy Fieri really let himself go or something like that. So the thing about the $100 bill guy, and yeah. I have to get this off. You know, I kind of have disdain for the love for Sons of Four Guy, Sons and yeah. Four Guy. Um, I think the $100 bill guy is hilarious. Oh, dang. I can't use that gif against you then. I think it's so funny. Oh, but gosh. what I'm worried about is now there's going to be 45 people with dollar bills at the next game trying to get on TV. Like, it was funny, and it almost got to the point where, like, you know, the fourth or fifth time they showed him on TV, I was like, okay, enough. It was funny the yeah. first and second time, but it's a copycat world, and the same thing with the Sons and Four guy. There was people who were trying to, like, fake fights in the stands or get angry and violent or whatever, but um, I think we're going to start seeing silly things like that now, um, but at least it's not hurting anybody. Here's my thing. Shout out to that guy. Yeah. Because you know for a fact, he went into that game saying, I have tickets very close to the floor. There's a high chance that I will get on camera. And he did exactly what he set out to do. And that is he wanted to be on TV and he wanted to be an attraction Yeah, in many ways. He wanted to be a, you know, at least a figure for the Phoenix Suns fans in game five. That's, I mean, that's exactly why I don't know what else, what other reason you'd have to bring, you know, two or three thousand dollars in cash like he had, other than obviously maybe, you know, the overinflated prices of food and beer. Yeah, maybe he needed that just to get some popcorn at the arena. I mean, it's close to that price. So, um, (laughs) so I mean, maybe, but he, I think he said he, he accomplished, I think, exactly what he set out to do in game five. And you know, yeah. hats off to him because he made it work. Do you think he goes in when he's thinking about buying the tickets and everything like that? Does he know, like, how do you know where the cameras are going to be? You can obviously be down on like the front few rows, but even then, you don't necessarily know where the cameras are going to be. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly where he was sitting, but it kind of looked like he was almost like at the baseline, like behind the free throw line. Yeah, maybe that behind the good. behind the basket. I mean. So, I mean, maybe he just assumed, like, if they're counting, I mean, because they've been showing the Phoenix Suns fans counting when Giannis is on the, you know, at the free line, which is another point I want to get to because that pisses me off. Um, so, I mean, maybe he just assumed that he'd get lucky. 
Yeah, you know I, mean? I suppose so. And he did. And they've been going out of their way to find, you know, interesting people. They have yeah. to make something happen when it's 30 seconds for Giannis to shoot a free throw. Oh, does, doesn't that just irritate you? It did at first, but like, you know, what are you going to do? But like, the thing is, is this dude walks like to the three point line, then comes back and then he stands there and takes a couple deep breaths. I think what really honestly irritated me more than anything was when he actually put his hand out to like tell the ref, like, hang on, wait for me. Yeah. Like that. That's I think when thing. I saw that and don't get me wrong, I really like Giannis. I have no hate towards this Bucks team at all, but that just makes me so irritated. Like no other player except maybe LeBron gets that much time. Like why? What's the point? Even I love there was one shot where they showed him putting his hand out and even Monty in the background was like waving his hands like like make him shoot the ball already. Yeah. That's the thing is the 10 second count is kind of old now. Like it's fun and I think that people enjoy doing it, but they can't like it. Fast. I, see, I like it because it's super loud. That's the thing is it, it could be any sound, but, yeah. um, you know, the, the counting, but it's so fast. It's obviously not 10 seconds the way they do it, um, no, yeah, but so much. it's, it's not even the 10 second violation there. It's everything walking up until then it's 15, 20 seconds of warm up stuff that nobody else gets. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm kind of wondering too. What is the rule behind that? Because do they get a chance to like do that? Or is it just the foul, they line up and then you have 10 seconds. Cause if that's the case and, and it starts when everyone else is lined up, it, he should be called for that every single time. Yeah. I don't know exactly how the rule works. I actually remember in high school, um, some, uh, some fans used to do that. Um, the 10 second count, there were a couple people who would take a really long time, um, on our high school basketball team to to shoot so you would see that every once in a while mm. so it's actually something i i remember but i'd always started for them when when the person got the ball but i don't know if that's the actual rule or not and i think yeah. at the nba finals they're gonna it's gonna be hard pressed to find a ref who's going to make that call unless it's you know, absolutely obvious you know what i just remembered by the way about game seven if there is a game seven here in phoenix what's that scott foster is, is one of the officials nice so Man, that would be great to break the curse in Game 7, huh? Yep. Yeah, if any time to do it, huh? <laughs> yeah, now it makes me almost just, I don't know. Now, we'll see what happens, I guess. Um, Man, just, it, it's fun times, obviously, to see the Suns play in the NBA Finals and get all this, you know, recognition or whatever, but I don't know. I'm a little nervous now. I do think that they can win Game 6 and force Game 7, but I think the Bucks might just be the better team at this point. So, I I feel you. Part yeah. of the thing is that this is what happens when the teams you you like get to this level. It becomes stressful, and I think for so long Arizona sports fans just haven't even had this. Um, it almost feels a, a little bit foreign. Like we'd be thinking the same way if um, you know the Cardinals or the Diamondbacks were in a really similar position. Like if if the yeah. if the Cardinals had were in the NFC championship game and it barely just squeaked by and weren't looking great or whatever. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. The stress yeah. is what makes sports fun and the, um, the intensity of everything. Before I move on to one point that I kind of saw, it was a conversation point on Twitter and Chili was the one who kind of brought it up. Um, you mentioned the Arizona Cardinals less than a month away from the start of preseason. That's crazy. Right. Yeah, they got the Cowboys on August 13th from State Farm Stadium. They've got the Chiefs the week after that, and then they've got then they're at the Saints, and then they kick off the season obviously on the September 12th at Tennessee. So, are you gonna go to? Are you gonna come down to the Valley when Minnesota comes here? I've thought about it. I think those tickets are gonna end up being closer to the game. Super expensive though, because of the amount of people that are from the Midwest that moved to Arizona. But I, would I mean, like if you don't, if you don't care where you sit, I'm looking at them right now, they're like 64 bucks each. It's not bad. It's not awful. I thought no. it, the thing is, if you go to a Minnesota Vikings game to get in the stadiums, 150 bucks. Oh, well, yeah. Parking is probably gonna be like, you know, another 50, but you just have to, um, you know, park somewhere in Westgate and hope it isn't extraordinarily high, but you never know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if you want to go, let me know. I'll go with you. That sounds like fun to me. I think it'd be when good. When is that? September? 
September 13th, 19th, September 19th, September 19th. I'm going to put that on my calendar. I'll either be watching there or I'll be watching on the red zone. A 1.05 p.m. start time from State Farm Stadium in Glendale. That's going to be hot. Well, I mean, it's going to be the roof is going to be closed, probably. Yeah, but it still gets hot in there. It does. You're right. And it's probably going to be packed, especially if they have full attendance, which I'm sure they will. Yeah, it's gonna be. I, uh, it's been a while since I've been to a pro or college football game. I'm looking back. I'm looking forward to getting back to it. Yeah, I plan on going to a few ASU games this year and stuff too. So I haven't decided yet if I'm gonna do it like as credentialed, which obviously I wouldn't be a fan at that point. I'd actually be working, write a story, all that, or if I actually just go and you know enjoy the. It game depends too, because I mean, you could go and cover um, some of the really important ones and maybe go see if they play at UTEP or something like that. Um, kind of one of the early season ones and just yeah. go through the environment and everything. Yeah. Just because I miss it more than anything. That's the thing. Yeah. So like, I went to a D-backs game uh, a couple Fridays ago, and obviously there wasn't very many people there. But, I mean, I bought tickets for 25 bucks, and then a couple of my buddies and I, we were, we were there. We actually um, ended up walking down to that Coors Light strike zone or whatever yeah. it's called, and I mean, we just sat there the rest of the time. I mean, it was – you know, outfield, it was good seats. It was, you know, I mean, there's really not a bad seat in that ballpark anyway. So what you need to see is a rising game. Have you been to a rising game live? I have gone to a rising game. It's extremely fun. Um, I sat actually in the supporter section you or whatever they the call support. it. Did you know it was going to be like that? Uh, so I went with, a, with, so it was a big group of us that went and a couple of the buddies who were there actually had gone to a lot of games and they told us like, be prepared because it's going to be crazy. You're going to get beer spilled on you. You're going to obviously be sweating a lot because it was, I think, like, actually, I don't even know when it was. It's hot uh, and there's a lot of bodies around moving. Yes, yes. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though. It was also a dollar beer night. So that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it for sure. I did not drive, by the way. So good. we're good. Um, but yeah, no, it was a lot. Of, it was a good. It was a good time. I would go again. It's just, it's just so hot right now, man. That's like, I just. I, yeah, like going to the D backs was different because like it was hot, but it was like indoors, obviously, because they kept the roof closed. But yeah, so it's crazy, man. Really crazy that uh, we're talking about going to see sports live again, right? Yeah, it's fun. I uh, so, I'm really looking forward to the high school season, and then I am I'm going to be covering NAU pretty heavily. Yeah, so. that's true. You get. I forgot you get to. I might have to come up there and come see an NAU game with you. Yeah, see one of the trillion kids that are from the valley. Right. <laughs> I could probably spin it and make it a work trip. Honestly, you, um, you absolutely could. Yeah. So, uh, but one point that Chili brought up, um, on Twitter, and you kind of you kind of interjected. I decided to stay out of it just because I was not really paying attention. Um. Oh, I did go to Medieval Times. That's where I was going actually when I saw that. Medieval Times is actually really fun. If you've ever, if you've never, I been. went when I was in high school. It's a, it's an interesting experience. I wouldn't do it all the time, but it's something no. you know every once in a while that can be fun. Yeah, I'd never been, so I went and I tried it, and it was, I mean, it was, it was kind of fun. Did you honest. eat a giant chicken um, drumstick? It was huge. Yeah. It was huge. It, yeah. it almost makes me wonder where they get these chickens from because the, <laughs> right. the drumsticks are enormous. And the, the horses there, man, they're so cool. One of them yeah. was like walking on its back legs, like the entire like arena or whatever. It was pretty sweet. But anyway, um, yeah, that's why I didn't get into this because I was on the way to that. So I was like not really paying attention. Um, but Chili brought up a pretty good point. What are we what are you expecting when it comes to this high school season? How like games canceled, not as many as last year, not any at all. I mean, what's kind of your expectation? Because I really don't even think I know what my expectation is at this point. I'm not a betting man. I don't really bet. But if I had to, I would bet there's some games canceled. I don't think it'll be as yeah. many. Yeah. But I think there'll there'll have to be because there's go. I mean, not everybody's vaccinated, and even if they are, it you can still test positive. Um, yeah. You don't have the symptoms necessarily in the same capacity, but people are still testing positive and. All it takes is one in the in the program, and uh, it can spread to a bunch of people and everything. So I would not be surprised if there's games canceled. So it just shows um, you still need to be careful and get vaccinated if you can and everything like that. 
And I think Chili brought up the question too. Now, I think this was more like just him trying to continue the conversation because I've talked to Chili and he's obviously a very smart guy. He knows, you know, what vaccination means. Um, and, you know, I think he asked like, what's kind of the point if you can still test positive? And it's, it's exactly what you just said. It's to limit the severity of the illness. Now, I even, I texted him when I saw this and I said, I'm not going to get into this. If you want to use this, you can. But I said, at the end of the day, coaches school administrators if they feel like it's necessary they can say hey guys like if you want you know to risk or to to have like to limit possibly the amount of games we cancel whatever you know it's in your best interest to go get vaccinated but i don't think it's in any anyone anyone at all is in position to say you need to do this you need to do that you You can't force people and that's the thing it's like i so i got the vaccination or i got the vaccine you did too i'm content with that I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, you know, you should go do this. You should go like I'm not going to force anyone. Everyone can make their own decision. That's it. Plain and simple. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. I don't care. I'm not going to look at you differently for it. You know, mostly I'm not going to know unless you go out of your way to be like, I didn't get it. Yeah. And I never even talk about it with my friends. I know some of them aren't. I never talk about it with them. though. It's not worth talking about a lot of the time. So. But, you know, and that was kind of just a going off from the main point. The main point is I agree with you. I think there will be some cancellations. I don't think it will be in the capacity that we saw last year. No, so, I don't either. And obviously cases are rising right now and whatever. But, I mean, there, I don't think it, – it's not going to be as bad as it was last year, like a surge or whatever. Like, yeah, the there's a surge. You still have to be careful. Um, yeah, for sure. You still have to be considerate and everything. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think people – assume this is over quote unquote and it's not yeah i mean i i honestly thought it was too to be honest like when they like i I was like oh man yeah going back to normal finally and you know unfortunately just not quite there yet i don't think um well the thing is that you can go back to living a relatively normal life just understanding that there are risks involved in doing so and maybe they aren't as extreme as they used to be but yeah it can be normal and not normal at the same time. Yeah, but nonetheless, um, again, I, you know, I, I think there might be some cancellations. I'm also not gonna go in there and say like, "Hey, is this player vaccinated? I want to talk to him. If not, have him put on a mask." Like I didn't, I never did that last year anyway. Yeah. So it's like I'm not. I'm That's gonna not enter job the, to do. I'm gonna enter the season as if it is basically normal. Because I think that's how everyone would want it to be. And, you know, I could take my own precautions, whatever, on my own. But, you know, it's just, I think it's it's good to, like, I don't even think I'm going to really, like, last year, a lot of the stories were overcoming the pandemic in the sea, in the summer, blah, blah, blah. I even wrote a story, and I'll, I'll, I wrote some stories saying, like, you know, obviously they get an actual offseason this year. But I think... At some point when the games start, unless there's cancellations, I think it's time to kind of put away the whole like COVID narrative when it comes to stories. And I yeah, think that, I so. probably wrote um, uncer- the words uncertainty. Uncertainty. Uh, uncertainty. Uh, I wrote so many. I probably wrote the yeah. word uncertainty in a hundred articles over the Un- last year. Unprecedented. Unprecedented um, is another one too. There was one that was, uh, there was one word that someone even pointed out on Twitter when this whole thing first started. And it literally was like every single news sports article was um, like, it wasn't unimaginable, but it was another word. I can't remember what it is now, but it was like, I think it might've been unprecedented actually. Yeah. Cause like, no, cause obviously no one had ever dealt with a situation. In like a that. time like this. Yeah. So I think it's time to retire those phrases. Hopefully. <laughs> so. Yeah. And save them for when a kid scores a hundred points in a basketball game. That's unprecedented. <sighs> Who do you think would be the first one to do that? There is a small community college. Uh, I was talking. I was talking high schools here. Like, what what player stands out to you that you think could score that many? I think. I don't think it would happen. Um, No. No, because after a certain point, the clock starts uh, becoming a running clock, and so. Oh, that's true. Yeah. If you if somebody scores fifty and a half, um, you know they're not even going to have the same amount of time. In the second half, unless it like unless, unless it's like, scoring a hundred and the other team has someone scoring ninety, unless it's a like a res ball situation where there's no defense really. That could be running. Well, I don't want to say no defense, but just running gun all the time. Yeah, it's hard to stop that. 
Yeah, there was this, there was this, I think it was either community college or D3 that I saw some kids scored like 120 points just jacking oh my threes. God. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it would happen in high school. But That's crazy. You know, you could get a 40 or a 50, which is still really impressive. I honestly, there's a lot of players I think that can get up to 40 and 50 in a game. There's a lot of them. I mean, I could probably think of all the schools I cover and at least point out one player on that team that's very that's on each team that's very capable of doing they that. Just have to get hot. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it though. I mean, who was it? We we saw a game where, for example, True Washington put up what like almost 30, 35? something like that. Yeah. So I mean, you know, True is one of those guys. Andrew King is one of those guys for Desert Vista. Obviously, Perry across the board can do it. St. Mary's across the board can do it. Um, you know, Brophy's got some players, Hamilton, like there's a lot of teams that have guys that are capable of doing that. So I'm looking so. it up. Um, Jack Taylor is the guy's name. He is okay. just a couple of years older than us. He played at Grinnell College, which is a, a D3 school, scored 138 points in a game in 2012. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine that? What do you think if you wouldn't, wouldn't you start like double teaming the guy after a while? Once he gets past like 50. Well, what does it say what his stats were? Like how many three point attempts and stuff? No, it doesn't. Uh, I'm sure I could find that somewhere. Yeah. Cause I was going to say like, maybe it was one of those situations where he would just, you know, do a Trey young. And every time he just crossed mid courts, pull up from the logo. I guess. He was draining him. The highest scoring in NCAA Division One, according to Wikipedia, is a guy um, by the name of Frank Selvey. He was at Furman, and he scored 100 points in 1954. So that's Jeez. without three-pointers. So that's impressive. Well, that's like the... Um, that's like Will. It? Yeah, Will Chamberlain. What was it, like all like layups that he got, basically? I'm sure it was layups and free yeah. throws. That's crazy. Can you I'm trying to remember. That? I'm trying to remember who it was, but I'm I'm trying to look it up right now. I'm pretty sure it was Gilbert Christian. Um, no, hang on. I got to figure out what year it was. But and this is a football stat. It's not a um, not a basketball stat. But I want to say there was a time. Yep, here it is. Bailey Anderson, quarterback from Gilbert Christian in tw- in uh, 2013. He passed for 571 yards in a game that Gilbert Christian scored 92 points That's in crazy. football. Yeah. Wouldn't you Ridiculous. start running the ball after a while? Well, that they they rushed for 288 yards. Yeah, fair enough. They had yeah, they had let me see, what was the total offense? Like 800 almost? Total yards, 859 total yards of offense. That is crazy. That's ridiculous. What do you think if you're the other team? Uh, I'm not going to say who the other team was, but I will say that the other team, their quarterback threw for 334. So, I mean, they scored 50 points. I think it was an eight when Gilbert Christian was an eight man. Mm. That makes yeah. a little more sense. Eight man, they score a lot of points. Yeah, it was 92 to 50. So, I mean, you score 50 points in a game, you're feeling pretty good about yourself most of the time. Hey, they had 633 total yards of offense. Yeah, you score you score 50 over 600 yards, you're feeling really good. It's just that if the other team has an absolutely magnificent yeah. day, then it's a little bit tougher. Right. Actually, that was all-purpose yards. They had 496 total offense, but that's still really good. That's, so. like, that's like almost 200 yards of returns. Yeah, it, that, that's exactly what yeah, it was. Let me let me look it up. It was uh, kick returns. They had 137 yards kick return. Wow, 58 for one. It doesn't say how many they actually how many returns they had. Obviously, when a team scores 92 points, probably a few, uh, you know a good amount. Probably at least what 13, right? 70, 77, 84. Yeah, about 12, 13. That's impressive. What's really impressive is my math right there. Holy crap! Yeah, that's just, not bad. I surprised myself. Zach, we're we're getting a little bit into the thick of things. Can we call it <laughs> into the thick of it? Yeah, into the I don't thick know of what it? that means, but like the backyardigans. 
I don't know what that is, but yeah. into the thick of it. I know what the backy artigans are, but yeah. All right. Sounds good. Uh, any plans for this week, Eric? More sports coverage. Like you said, we're getting into um, the the really the main the thick of it. part of the preseason. Into the, the thick of it. Yeah, I guess into the <laughs> thick of it. Uh, NAU, their volleyball and basketballs, uh, the two basketball teams, and then the football is going to start up in August for their preseason stuff. Basketball's already started a couple things, so it's going to be it's going to be exciting to uh, to get some of that started in the next coming weeks, and I'm looking forward to it. How about you? Uh, just jumping back into it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a pretty busy week, so. Uh, I'm going to try to head out to some schools. I know some schools are still off. Um, I don't know exactly like what they're, I know some went to camp already and some are like off for a week or two before they start up again. So I'll have to see exactly. But, um, you know, looking at my, my schedule of stories, I need to write something on a Mesa school and I need to write something on a Gilbert school. So you'll probably see me out at some of those schools and, you know, obviously a couple more Chandler's and, um, you know, I'll obviously try to go see Mountain Point Desert Vista. I think Mountain Point was at camp this week, actually. So they might be off. But um, yeah, um, I'm excited, man. It, it's, a, it's a much different feel this year. And that excites me. Yeah, because it's I almost agree. like I said, it's almost like we're back to normal, which is a good thing. So there was such a nervous energy going into the last it was season. it was bad. Not only that, but it started in October and it was like, a, like it was weird. But yeah. Anyway, Eric, um, by the way, Tortilla Flat, best burger I've ever had. Believe it. I've heard yeah. good things. So, so good. So good. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, again, we're back again. We're going we're gonna to be on a more regular schedule this time now that I'm not on vacation. You can blame me 100%, not Eric. Um, but we are, we are back. So you can thank you all for you listening. Want. You can. Yeah, just send him like you know, sister uh, sister Jean gifts and sons and four guy gift too. He loves those. So yeah, um, <laughs> sister Jean. Uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach Alvira, at Human Rights at ACHSFB and at Arizona Varsity. Once again, thank you for tuning in, and we will talk to you all next week. Bye bye.